want to uh, share on this this morning, hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. There's so many people who hear the word but are not doing the work. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. What does it mean when it says it comes by hearing? So in this case, hearing is a, is a verb. It's, a, it's an action word. So there's two uh, kinds um, of hearing. And the other one who will say, you did not hear. Let's say um, you send your son to go and buy something to the shop. And, and you say to them, take this money. Go and buy bread. Then you go to your room. You come back after five minutes. When you come back, he's still sitting there. What has happened? Didn't he hear? No, he heard. Did he hear the words? He did. But how much so many times? But I won't. Why was I won't? I don't know who who ever experienced that. So I would say that doesn't mean you don't hear the words. It means you are not practicing what you are hearing. And I believe most of you have done that in your childhood. So the Bible encourages us to be what? Doers of the word. Not just to hear without what? Without action. Most of us, we result to our own wisdom. We result to our own thinking, you know, how we, we analyze things. One of the things, actually, that removes man from God's word is the ability to think. Man has got the ability to, to think. And I believe that our thinking capacity is a blessing and is also a curse. The free will that God has given you is a blessing and is also a curse. Most of the time, we choose what we think rather than what the Word of God says we should do. Most of the time, we choose what we feel rather than what the Word of God says we must do. There's so many intellectuals who were great men of God, who lost it along the way because of their thinking capacity. Because they thought they would outthink the word of God. But the word of God is a foundation. And we cannot modify it. We cannot change it. We cannot adjust it according to our thinking patterns. But the Bible says, let your mind be renewed by the word. Not let the word be renewed by your mind. 
Most of the time we want to renew the word by our minds. Most of the time we want our feelings to lead us. Most of the time we compromise the word of God based on our feelings. I will give you a practical example. The Bible says forgive. So it doesn't explain which situation allows you not to forgive. So, so, so it sits there. Others I would say forgive. He says, but Muruti, you don't understand rape. You don't know rape. Muruti, you don't know. Pastor, you don't know rape. Yes. Maybe I have not, I have not been raped. But the word of God says, forgive. Feeling my, you know, uh, uh, feelings might take time. Healing might also take time. But forgiveness is a decision because it's a command from where? From God's word. At times, we analyze the word of God so much, and that's why we miss what the word of God says about. For me, this is the foundation, and this is how it is. When God says it, it is. That's how it is. We will not transform it because of the times. We will not compromise because we want to fit in into society. Let me tell you, you are never meant to fit in. You can never fit in as a child of God. Because you have Christ. And Christ never fitted in into, that situ into the society that he was living in. Did not fit in. He sat with the leprosy people who were regarded as sinners. He ate with sinners. He sat with prostitutes. You know. He was actually protecting the unsaved rather than the saved. So, he did not fit in into that society. He allowed himself to be touched by a woman who was uh, in her parents. And it was against the culture. He prayed for the man on Sabbath. And Sabbath was saying, you cannot work, you cannot do anything on Sabbath. But Jesus did not fit. One of the challenges of us not doing the word is because we want to fit in. One of the challenges is because we want to nurse our feelings. Your feelings are not greater than the word of God. Let me tell you, your feelings are not greater than the word of God. Every scripture that is in the Bible applies to you and it applies to me. No situation is excluded. Nobody is special when it comes to the word of God. I am not special when it comes to the word of God. You are not special when it comes to the word of God. So you have to practice everywhere. So every word is meant for you and also for who? For me. Sometimes you say, I will not forgive you. But you say you're saved. You're saved by who? Paul says, it is no longer I who lives, but it is who? It is Christ. 
As long as we are still in control of our emotions, as long as we are still in control of our thoughts, as long as we are still in control of our flesh, then we will not please our Father. Let Jesus be the driver of the car of your life. Allow Jesus to hold the steering of your feelings. Allow Jesus to hold the steering of your heart and your pain. Allow Jesus to hold the steering of your finances. Allow Jesus to hold the steering of your marriage. Allow Jesus, allow Jesus to control everything in your life. These days we no longer allow Christ. We live the way we like. We live the way we interpret the Bible. Some interpretations are not foundational uh, you know, according to scripture. Everyone these days, they make their own interpretation. As long as I take the word of God as it is, let's take the word of God as it is. <laughs> when the word of God says pray and fast, we take it as it is. We pray and we fast. It's a biblical concept. So you can't come and tell us, oh no, there's no necessity in praying and fasting. You, you don't see any necessity. If the word of God says we must give, we're going to say it in the Bible. Whether people rebuke it, rebuke it on, on Facebook or on social media or whatever, we, we're dealing according to the principles of the word of God. I know there are issues that are on the line, you know, systematic, uh, you know, theology, like divorce and all these other things. But we still stick to what? To the word of God. So certain things happen to us, but it doesn't necessarily mean we must override them. I know there are Christians who have done for themselves and are not married. So we can't adjust it to the time to say, because a lot of people are just staying together, then that's it. No! We uphold the marriage institution because it has been written by God. And if you are doing fat and said, come, let us help you, you get married. So they are in the church. 
not married. They want to be prayed to have a child. And this is how the church looks like today. Not only this church, I believe the church at large. And these are the things we need to fix at the church. Do the right thing. And I said to them, guys, what's happening? And I asked them, are you saved? I was asking them in the room. And they said, no, we, we are not saved. I said, oh. <laughs> you are not saved. Why? What were you waiting for? But no, Muritu is still struggling with certain things. So we thought, if we overcome them, then we will get saved. I said, no, that's not what the gospel is all about. The Bible says, come as you are. Come as you are. So I helped them a lot. You know, I even gave them counseling, and they got married. They had a small wedding there, and they got married. You know, I didn't judge them, but I helped them. You see, one of the things that makes us not to be doers of the word is pride. It's pride. Pride is a killer. Pride will destroy friendships. Pride will make you not to receive from God. Pride will make you to lie. Pride will break relationships, will break marriages. Pride will make you to pretend to be something that you are not. say I am sorry. Lord forgive me. I change. I repent. Most have got pride. Not forgiving is pride. In this one there will be no amen. <laughs> I'm telling you it's pride not to forgive. Remember forgiveness is a decision. It, it's not based on feelings. It's not how you feel. When I forgive you, it's not because I condone what you have done to me. But when I forgive you, I forgive you because the word of God says I must forgive. It ends there. Amen. You see, I don't have to think too much about forgiveness. I don't have to add my wisdom and my intelligence and whatever. So we need people who will take the word as it is. As it says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Some people are unlovable, but you have to love them. Why? The word of God says so. It says love them. I want us to read Matthew chapter 7, verse uh, 24 to uh, 28. Matthew 27, uh, Matthew 7, eh? 24 to 27. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and the beat of that uh, uh, and beat that house, and it did not fall, 
for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat the house, and it fell. And great was its fruit. I believe we know this story. One built on a solid rock on the foundation. One built on sand. Remember when we talk about the rock, the rock is who? It's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the word. So Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our foundation. Hallelujah. When the Bible says, do not sit in the council of the scoffers or the mockers, that's what it says. But we have people who gossip in the church. We have Christians who gossip with unsaved co-workers. Saved, filled with the blood of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, but a gossiper. You can't be a scoffer and yet be a child of God. You can't insult people with your mouth and come back on Sunday and preach or, or, or usher or worship God and say, Hallelujah, with the same mouth. it means you are controlled by what? By what the word of God says. So meaning in every situation, you ask yourself, what would Jesus do? In this situation, what would Jesus do? Most relationships are broken by two people who have, who have pride sometimes. No one wants to admit their mistakes. Let me tell you, if you are always right, there's something wrong about you. You are a hypocrite. If you don't want to be corrected, you are a hypocrite. You see, people want to control themselves. They don't want to be controlled by the word of God. They don't want to be controlled by Jesus Christ. In every situation, that you encounter, what controls you? Are you controlled by feelings? Are you controlled by culture? Are you controlled by your peers, your friends? Are you controlled by your family? Or is it the word of God that controls you? Sometimes certain things in our culture are against the word of God. And sometimes we need to compare in certain things. Our culture says, Munneke Selepe, Olala Aadivi. Isn't that the. Boko Kwehwa Paisa. 
than, than you do it. <laughs> it's not the advice that we should give as the children of God. Yeah. relationship looking like. So, the words that you say or you tell people and we hear them, they reflect the temperature of your relationship with God. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. How you treat people reflects on the temperature of your relationship with God. How you treat your spouse. We love people because we love God. Love emanates from God. 
God is love, but love is not God. Because love comes from Him. Actually, there's a higher demand when it comes to love. I mean, when practicing love as a man, yo, it's not an easy thing. I remember, Bishop, we had a discussion, uh, a very hot discussion, as, I, as I'm closing, on uh, our men's platform. And we were talking about rapists. And we were talking about, I think, sometimes we need to come as a church, maybe discuss this issue. We'll look into it. To say, if somebody rapes your daughter, will you forgive them? what happened to those people? He said, I forgive them. I love them. I pray for them. I said, yo, that strength you have, very few people can have that. He says to me, I'm a child of God. And he says, I believe that through this, they will be saved. They will see the grace and the mercy of God. I said, but you can't walk. What about you? says, no, it's not about me. It's beyond me. It's about the gospel. And I want to echo these words to say, it's not about you. It's about the greater glory of God. Sometimes the suffering so that the greater purpose of God may be seen. 
Job lost everything. His family, children, everything. And one of the things his friends did not believe. But after God has restored Job, his friends started saying, that this is a mighty God. This is a great God will use any situation for his glory. We are not exempted from things. Even though we pray, we experience misfortunes, pain, and other things. But let the word of God be above 